You alright? How's it going? So today you can expect a few interruptions accounting for the fact it is the second day without rain in about three weeks here in Salford so every man and his dog and crying child are out. It's an exciting time for everyone. You're welcome for that. Something I get asked about a lot when I tell people that I studied psychology with counselling and psychotherapy are questions about body language, how to tell when people are lying and I often get asked to psychoanalyse people which is quite weird and I don't know why people do it. Even if I do enjoy deep diving into why people are the way that they are. However, since I'm not off my tits on cocaine like fried, I can't claim to be a psychoanalyst. So, instead, I'll go for um, the next, 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 next best thing, which is telling you all a little bit about the psychology behind lies and manipulation. So get ready to learn some pointless shit you can throw out at your next office party, coronavirus permitting. So everyone kind of has a few things in mind I think when they think of signs of lying and manipulation there's societally held beliefs of basically what people do when they're lying and I'd like to start this by saying most of those are bullshit so let's start off with going over some of those because I'm sure we've all thought them, seen it, heard it before. So people believe that when an individual is lying there's a few signs body language wise that point towards the fact that they're being deceitful. The first of which is usually an avoidance of eye contact. The second of which is body grooming behaviours such as running your hand through your hair, messing with your hair, messing with a beard if you have one. uh, Which I do after all these months in quarantine, it's majestic as anything. And just general fidgeting and stuttering, or a lot of erms and ahs. Now, if I were in a police interrogation room and someone was going at it from the angle of looking for these behaviours to prove I'm guilty or lying, I would be put in handcuffs immediately (laughs) for the simple fact that Because I have anxiety and I'm a little bit of a neurotic individual, I do shift about quite a bit throughout the course of a conversation. I don't hold eye contact for an excessive amount of time because it's quite creepy with some people. I probably will touch my hair a little bit because it kind of gets in my eyes a little bit, you know? And it's just something to do. And as for and erms and stuttering, well... (laughs) In case you haven't noticed, it happens a little bit with me. And this is the thing, I think that it's important to preface this with the fact that lying behaviours are different for everyone and that's why you look for a baseline. So for example, if I 
were trying to figure out if someone was lying in an ideal situation where I could interrogate them like I was a policeman. I would sit them down and ask them questions I know have truthful answers because I have the factual information for them. What's your name? What's your date of birth? What's your address? What's the name of your mother? What's the name of your father? Blah, blah, blah. And you watch the person as they're saying these things and that should be their baseline behaviour. But even then it's not always the case because some people in day-to-day life get very anxious just being questioned about anything. So yeah, step number one to spotting out lies. Don't assume you know the truth just because someone's shifter. (laughs) But beyond that, Lying is really a fundamental part of learning when you're a child and though obviously it's stereotypically viewed as quite a negative thing, it's actually an early sign of cognitive development. Between the ages of two to about five is when the behaviour first shows up in children and obviously children get better at lying and deflecting the older that they get. Now when it comes to lying there's a few forms of lying which we're all very familiar with. These are complete deception, half-truths, exaggerations and personal omissions. Now I imagine the one that we fall into very typically and regularly in day-to-day life are half-truths and exaggerations. Exaggerations usually for comedic storytelling purposes and half-truths just to protect our ego and to stop your mum from kicking your head in when you say, you didn't tell me to put the bin out, you forgot. Hmm, is that the truth? Probably not. But the array of lies and types of lies tend to be split into two categories. And that's pro-social lies, which are lies meant to benefit others, and antisocial lies, which are selfish. Mainly there are said to be two reasons why people lie. The first being that the deceptive person assumes they have more to gain through lying than they do through telling the truth, whether that's half-truth, exaggeration, etc. Or that the deceptive person is incapable of discerning what the truth is, either due to a temporary lapse or... A mental defect. Now, <laughs> there's no wholly reliable technique or technology to detect lies, and we're actually about as capable of detecting lies as we are at detecting chance, like with coin tosses and gambling. So that should really tell you that there is absolutely no science behind it, and it's all very subjective to not only the person who's trying to detect the lie, but the liar. And this is why lies are so complicated to detect because they require dual participation. When you're being lied to, you either accept it through apathy, ignorance, bias or an overconfidence in this person because you trust them. And it's because of that that it's easy to be lied to and hard to detect it because we trust people, we want to trust people and therefore our first human instinct when we're told a fact by someone or something presented as a fact isn't to go, well, how is that the case? That doesn't sound right. It's just, yeah, okay. If I'm there in an office and someone says to me, what job were you doing before this? And I say, I was an air hostess. You know, there'd be uh, quite a sense of interest in it, but no one would assume off the bat 
that I was being malicious and lying and fabricating an entire story. Okay, well maybe if it's me they'd think it's weird because I'm antisocial, but beyond that... <laughs> and there are certain factors that increase how gullible we are to lies, and one of those is how much emotion is involved in the lie that the person is telling. And this is because it plays into heuristics. So heuristics are essentially just cognitive behaviours we have as humans that are shortcuts. The shortcuts, the like templates that we have in order to make decisions faster. And one of these is the affect heuristic. And it's basically making a decision based on your current emotion. And if you strongly use this heuristic, then you are more prone to not noticing when you're being lied to because if someone's telling you oh I had a terrible day yesterday my cat got hit by a car and I don't know what kind of sociopath is telling these kind of lies but because that is so emotional your overriding emotional response to this would be sadness and empathy and therefore because you feel a strong surge of empathy you won't then rely on logic to approach this and that's in combination with the other cognitive process that we all have regarding our truth bias and it's exactly what it sounds like it's essentially the assumption that we all have that people are telling the truth because we want them to tell the truth and therefore we're not going to really know or acknowledge we're being lied to because we want to believe that people will be truthful to us quick news flash for you though you probably are being lied to because studies have shown adults lie up to two times a day from small saving face lies to oh my god I am not having an affair I can't believe you would say that about me timeline <laughs> and I mean even that you know there's there's no definite study about how much we lie it's just overall generally speaking the general consensus of most research is that we all lie and we do it quite a lot but our capacity for dishonesty is as important to our sense of self as a need to trust others which is why we're so shit at spotting when people lie to us because it's easy for us to lie and we all do it but we want people to be truthful with us so therefore we believe that they are being truthful to us which sounds ridiculous but it is true but remember what I said about the level of emotion involved in a lie relating to how much it's believed or readily accepted it's interesting that the opposite is true for when people are apologising so there's modes of persuasion and there's three approaches there's pathos, which is emotions, logos, which is logic, and ethos, which is credibility. If I've said those wrong, I don't apologise for it. <laughs> but the general consensus is that when it comes to persuading people that you're sorry, that you should avoid relying on emotions and instead come at it from a place of logic and credibility. Whereas when it comes to lying, arguably it is better to rely on emotions because if you start telling a lie and then trying to back it up as credible you're kind of pinpointing inaccuracies 
are potential holes in what you're saying. So it's something to consider. But again, <laughs> don't go out there thinking you some behavioural analysis because somebody has their arm crossed when they're talking to it means that they're lying because that's actually deemed to be a protective and comforting behaviour because it's a self-hug. But the reason I bring up the distinction between what is good in telling a lie versus what is bad or good in telling an apology is because apologies are met with more scrutiny than lies are. It's like I've said, people don't readily expect lies, but when somebody is apologising, they're met with a lot more scrutiny, which is why it's important to note that a good lie is one that catches you in a moment where you're heavily emotional. No matter what the emotion is, if it stirs up a specific feeling in you, you're more readily going to act on that emotion without necessarily stopping to fact check. Because, I mean, who does that when they're very emotional? <laughs> I'm sure we'd all love to say that we're very perceptive people and that we know when we're being lied to, but often it is only very obvious to you if you know somebody quite well. And interestingly enough, women are actually better at detecting lies, though this is when it comes to detecting lies from other women. And I think that that links to the emotionality that women carry more often and readily and out in the open than men do. And no, don't come for me. I'm not saying men aren't emotional beings. I'm just saying that women are societally deemed the emotionally available gender so don't cancel me and if you're thinking of it just go back and listen to the hashtag cancel podcast if you haven't and i can tell you exactly why it would be stupid to cancel me you're welcome now we've gone over how people perceive lies and why they're so effective but we've not touched on why people actually lie. And when people were asked why they lie, there were three responses that were in the top. And they were personal transgressions, which is to cover up mistakes. Economic advantage, which is exactly how it sounds, which is to gain financial benefits. And my personal favourite, which is avoidance. <laughs> It's just a general avoidance of people, things, associations, and personal advantage. Now, often lies, again, are split into lies that you're telling for your own benefit versus other people's, but interestingly enough, the top three are selfish lies. You're either doing it to cover up a mistake you've made, to gain financial benefit, or to avoid people or things for whatever reason, and... I think we can all safely say we've done at least one of those. I know when I was younger I was very guilty of avoidant lies, mainly excuses for why I couldn't go out <laughs> and I miss being able to say to people, sorry my mum said I can't go. I mean to be honest I'd say that to people now, I don't really care but that is the difference isn't it? Lies adapt as we grow older. Um, funnily enough, those between ages 13 and 17 lie the most in a day, between one to five lies. And again, this isn't accounting for exactly how intense the lie is, but when you think about it, you start learning to lie between the ages of two and five, you test boundaries with it, you know. When you lie when you're young, the absurd stuff that you'll come out with and the reasoning is you testing, really, 
what it is to lie and what it is to actually get away with things. Often when we lie when we're younger it's instantly noted and rarely believed. Yeah, as you get older, by this point you've had a lot of practice with it. You know, high school is just full of lie after lie (laughs) and it's because by this point you're practicing this ability several times a day and everyone lies differently. For some people they will immediately catch you in on a lie because of how elaborate it is or because of just simply the fact that you wouldn't believe someone would lie about certain things as well. And habitual liars actually have greater connectivity in the brains, like neurologically speaking. Those who lie more frequently have 20% more neural fibres in their prefrontal cortex. That's insane. I mean, obviously, they don't know whether this is because of the fact that they are repeatedly lying, therefore creating these new neural pathways, or if that is what makes them faster liars. But this is why it's hard to spot, because a lot of the times people don't even really realise that they are good liars, that they're habitual liars or deceitful, because when you add little white lies into everything, it means that you become faster at weaving a little bit of truth into your lies, or coming up with narratives, and once you get to a certain point of this learned behaviour, it's subconscious, of course you wouldn't be able to spot it, because pausing, looking around the room, these are signs of long-term memory recall, so you can't just sit there and be like, Dave's lying, look at him, the shifty bastard, he won't even look anyone in the eye. Well, yeah, um, Dave might be trying to get his shit together to tell you what's going on, so this is why these behaviours are constantly and routinely studied in psychology, because there is no definite answer and that means that there are so many angles to go at it from. And there are so many high-profile cases of just ridiculous deception. Like, there was a man in America who was a judge, I believe, who claimed to have been a Vietnam veteran (laughs) who'd taken part in CIA operations and had, like, a doctorate in some science or a master's or something. And shock horror, it turned out he was a lying bastard and said that it's essentially part of a condition that causes you to just add on lies to fantasy and create a story through it and lying isn't attached to any specific mental health condition either and unlike other specific behaviours that do have historical associations with certain conditions, everybody lies. I don't mean to sound like Gossip Girl or Pretty Little Liar or anything, but it is true, we all do it and often it's not in a harmful way. I've hazard to say that most lies are either done out of exaggeration for humours and entertainment's sake, or for the benefit of others and a little bit yourself in terms of mistakes and wanting to shield people's egos from stuff. Lying isn't always a bad thing, but if I could give you any advice don't believe for one second that because a YouTube video says that somebody grooming their hair means that they're lying, that it's true. Because, um, I don't know about you, but in most general day-to-day conversations, people move around a lot. So, long story short, everyone lies. We want to believe people are telling us the truth. 
women are better at detecting lies from other women, and if you want to make an effective apology, it should be through logic and credibility. But if you want to make a good lie, it should rely on emotions. I am not encouraging um, severe lying behaviour, so I will not take any responsibility for that. And my apology video and notes app apology will be coming shortly. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed the quick stop tour of lying and manipulation and the fact that really there isn't a definite way to spot it unless you truly get to know the person or you've established their baseline and lying isn't bad but please don't don't cheat and lie about it don't do that that's not good and uh, i hope you enjoyed and get out there and get lying please don't but no <laughs> have a good one